welcome to a very special episode, very special episode of the Heavy Mats podcast. Tonight, we are going to be re- reviewing the new album from Rivers of Nihil, which is due out on the 24th of September via Metal Blade Records. And straight after our review, we're going to be talking to Big Z, or Biggs, the bassist from the band themselves, which we're looking forward to. So we're going to smash out this review, and then we are going to speak to the man himself, which is quite exciting. But uh, as always, joined with me is uh, my long-time friend, slash work husband, work wife, Mr. Benny. How are you, mate? You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. I'm very good. Um yeah, I think what's always nice is that we've got to do a review of the album before we speak to the man himself, because sometimes when we do it the other way around, it kind of it spills the beans a little bit in terms of what each other thinks of the album. So it's nice to do it um, beforehand. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So uh, in that regard, let's jump straight in, shall we? The new album is released on the 24th of September by Metal Blade, as discussed. Metal Blade releasing another album i won't say what it is but notoriously metal blade have an incredible roster they've recently just signed ingested as well benny did you know that okay good lads uk slam, UK kings, slam kings of the world <laughs> <laughs> and so that's another one of the roster but we're talking about rivers and Hill, and the album's called the work it is the follow-up to their album 2018 called where owls know my name which is my album of 2018 and i think it was up there in your yeah, I think it was it? maybe two or th- it was a number two or number three. Yeah, yeah, they... oh, absolutely glorious album. Oh. Joey, just give us a thirty seconds on that album. What it was almost groundbreaking at the time. It was probably the first album where we definitely heard saxophones come into the metal, which was something unheard of at the time. And I remember you and I sitting at Download that year, and it was released saying Benny. If this isn't in your top 10, then we're going to have words and bugging you about it because I could not stop listening to it. The ferocity of the album with the drumming, the guitars and the vox, but also then sliding in these saxophones just made it an, a, a groundbreaking record, which few bands now have gone on to do as well. And I don't know how to say much more than that. Yeah, I mean, it was just death metal of the highest calibre. There was progression in there. Um, for me, it just everything was strong. The songwriting, the musicianship. Like you've mentioned, the drumming was incredible. The sax, obviously, is what people talk about. But it was just the highest caliber. And death metal for both of us is a, is a difficult genre. We both have our own demons with it. Um, but when it's done to that high quality, there's probably not a lot better in the world. No, that technical death metal genre with the progressiveness, like you said, made it really something special. So, and it was pipped to my, it sorry, it pipped my album. The second album on my list was Conjurer's Maya, who they yeah, it was then went on to tour with. Super strong year. Also, Rolo Tomasi in that year, Tesseract in that year, Mole, Perfect Circle, Palm Reader. It was a monster of a year, Ooh, to be fair. One of my favourite years in a while. But um, yeah, it was that's just showing the calibre of the record, given it was mixing it with those that creme de la creme. Mm. So onto the new album, The Work. And this was one of my most anticipated albums of 2021. Let's let's be uh, clear about that. Maiden, obviously, was the other one. But Rivers was always going to be a really 
exciting one for me, considering what they did on Where I Was Know My Name. And the the first thing that struck me was the cover work. As always, they have this wonderful artist who draws the most wonderful covers for their albums, and that, for a start, got me excited. Now, we've obviously received the album preview, promo, and uh, I'm not going to lie, this took me a hell of a lot of time to get into this album. I don't know if you had the same feeling. I've never been so surprised when switching on an album. It shocked me to the bone. Yeah. I, I When you think about what they did on Owls, and you think of a band who made let's I mean let's be honest this is that was one of the best albums released in the twenty first century and people can argue that day or night but it it's pretty much a fact and you're sort of expecting them to follow on in that uh, vein of what was successful and what they've done is just said a big fu and created a monstrously dark claustrophobic body of work compared to owls it's it's shocking i mean (laughs) we talk about a lot in the show how do you follow up such a masterpiece we've talked about how did behemoth follow up the satanist how the machine head follow up the blackening these real kind of genre defining records do you stick with the formula that has made you successful albeit knowing you're probably never going to hit that stride again in terms of that rich vein of um, songwriting form or do you just say actually we've done that now we've conquered do we do we do something completely different and i think we all know where we're going with rivers so they've done the latter and they've completely switched things up and i I mean, as I say, I was shocked when I first listened to it. I mean, to the point, it almost sounds like a completely different band. Mm. In now, a really exciting way for me. Don't get me wrong. In term, that is by no means a negative. Okay. I was going to follow on before you mentioned that, that when you actually dig beneath the uh, thick and dirtiness of the album, there are still those elements of River and Knee Hill that we just that we loved on owls the fact of the drumming is still as precision as yeah. the previous album all right it's probably not as uh, what's the word it's not there throughout There's yeah you haven't got type. double bass i i was interested so having listened to their work a load recently i went back to owls just today and it's very obvious that change like in hours you basically got double bass throughout yeah brilliant progressive technical drumming but it's all pretty consistent here on the work the drumming is no less impressive but is much more varied and the double bass is used as a, a flavoring rather mm. than the main ingredient yeah and and that's not a disservice to the to the drumming itself because it is still no. technical there the fills when you listen to the fills on the tracks are still as impressive but yeah you are right and that as well is um this was was naturally going to come up at some point but the saxophone yeah the saxophone is still on the album however it is a lot less prevalent than it was when on owls owls it seemed to be used as an extra bit and like a bit of a not a show show off but like showing what else they can do whereas on the work it seems to be sort of sitting more in the background and as a yeah. sort of 
I agree. I agree 100%. There's a couple of sax solos, but previously that was a prominent feature. Now it is the saxes, just another instrument, adding another layer, adding a different flavor to the, the piece as a whole. And for my money, is exactly the right decision stylistically and artistically because yeah. of what you said before. Like, actually, since ours was released, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry is sticking a sax solo in. So, actually, they've done the right thing, in my opinion, is that they toned that down. Yeah. Do you think this album is going to put off some Rivers of Knee Hill fans? Yeah, I do. But I think they are the abs. <laughs> don't want to insult anyone but like there are we know there are a set of death metal fans who love death metal who all they listen to is death metal that is not us by any stretch we have a limited appetite for it and we love the really good stuff but we are not death metal heads sure i think those people who are just into that but i think it opens them up to a whole heap of new fans potentially and particularly, I mean, we'll talk about like the progressive side of where they've gone to with this. They have opened themselves up to a whole new fan base. It, interesting that you put that spin on that. I never thought of that, that they might open up themselves to more fans that way. I, I mean, this this album is, I said claustrophobic, and at times it really is. It's a dark album. Like, you know, Owls for me is an upbeat album when you put it next to the works. And I, th- I think it's going to be a challenge and listen for, this is not an album you will sit through once and be like, I get this, I get what they're doing. You have to wade through a lot to find the Rivers of Hill that you are looking for. Yeah. I, I mean, to pick on that point in the darkness, I feel this is actually quite a bright album at times. And there is a lot more... So, again, we've not really mentioned it. There's a whole heap more clean singing on Mm. this than there wasn't before. There's a whole, they, I mean, it would also be fair to say they have turned the heaviness down by a good number of notches. Not to say it's not really heavy in places, but they, some of the tracks, to me, sound like Devin Townsend tracks. Weights, for example. Yeah. Sound like Devin Townsend tracks. And um, this is what I mean. I, I mean, yeah, I think maybe one day, amazing track, very melodic. Um, as I say, even touching on the Pink Floyds rather than Devin Townsend, you know. So, um, yeah, I think it does open a whole new avenue for them. The clean singing, the more progressive slant on things. This is definitely a, um opinion, this, because I found this very dark this album yeah very, that's now, interesting yeah, yeah that's an opinion th- because there, I didn't there, there are some there are songs like you said i just want to touch on the, the the first so the first track that really stood out to me was dreaming black clockwork and yeah i have not heard a more dissonant mm. nauseating outro than the end of that song yeah, i i am a big fan of like Imperial Triumphant Black Metal, which is just drones on, but my God, do not listen to this track if you are hungover, because mm. it will give you probably a nervous breakdown, such is the ferocity of that outro. Yeah, I mean, it starts in quite uh, industrial, almost Meshuggah style heaviness, it's got the double bass, 
it does ebb and flow with some quieter passages, but look, the bit you're alluding to is the outro. It's kind of a nightmarish soundscape of really harsh, like you say, dissonant sounds. So, um, yeah. I mean, imagine just putting that on repeat. That that <laughs> repeat. That be last section. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrendous. But then we talk about that, that ending of that track. And you are right, the opening is very mellow or mellowish. But then the next track, Wait, is just a completely turnaround thing and going on to your Devon Townsend style. Yeah. That, that dream. It starts work. with the kind of beautiful piano, almost like Eric Sarty in Chinopapils. Um, if anyone knows that, it sounds very similar. And yeah, really kind of alternative, lackadaisical, almost 90s kind of rock sound to it really Devon Townsend, which I think is amazing. Do you know that this death uh, metal band are doing this? I love I love this track. I love the the wailing guitars and the high pitched vocals. It, it it's actually a really nice change from the end of Black yeah, Clockworks because yeah. um, so the weight we've talked about. Are there any other standout tracks for you on this album in particular? For me. The Void from which no sound escapes is an absolute beast of a song. It's an epic. What a track. I mean, it will come as one of my tracks of the year, without a doubt. Ooh. Yeah, without are you a gonna, doubt. Are you going to ask um, Biggs whether they'll play it live? I might do. I might oh. do. Um, I love the electronic elements that it starts with and into this kind of proggy death metal, which they do so well. A really epic sounding chorus, a much more subtle and refined sax solo to it. Really kind of weighty lyrics. I just think it's an absolute beast of a track. And just just lastly to say, Maybe One Day is just an amazing track coming from the guys who recorded Owls. It's so melodic going from Devon Townsend even into Pink Floyd territory. And um, yeah, I'll be fascinated to see what, if they'll play that live as well, like the clean singing is such a progression on this album that it'd be so interesting to see whether they can pull that off live, whether it is anything, any studio trickery. I mean, I, I doubt it, but um, it's possible. Have you ever seen Rivers live? Never, never. Made. No, saying they're on my bucket list. And that's why I just wondered because like, how could they pull it off live? And I think if I was to be a betting man, I'd say they're one of the bands that really pride themselves on the live show and would put everything into, you know, pre-production. Uh, sound check would be absolutely flawless in terms of getting the levels right in the mic and the drums, etc., etc. So, I would like to think so. They they've got a uh, a nice little set list building up now. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's difficult to see how they could do their back catalogue justice in a in a support slot in a like a death metal heavy lineup do you know like they're so now expansive and progressive that you would want to i mean obviously you would want everyone to be headlining all the time but Mm. you'd want them to have a decent length set wouldn't you absolutely and i don't know i think they did do they they were headlining on when condra supported them in the u.s in the u.s sorry you're on about the uk now sorry i'm just saying In yeah, no, no, length, for sure. In terms of length on a headline set for these, especially the new songs and owls, I'm talking about predominantly now, 
to be in a live set, you'd want a good hour, hour twenty minutes you would. To, to really appreciate it all. I don't think you, you know that some of these tracks are fairly lengthy. In all fairness. And I, I don't think like you would get the full appreciation of like a twenty minute set. That's my thoughts, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And we're greedy. We're greedy devils. We just we, want we are. everyone on for an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean the longest track on the album is the final album uh, final track, which is called Ter- Terrestria Five Four Work. Bloody great track. S- song titles are so I'm just looking at song titles now and they're very odd, aren't they? But no, the, the, it is a great track. And we discussed Iron Maiden's um, new album and, and their lengthy tracks. Is this 11 minutes too much for you? No, because there are short songs also. It's not It's not 11 tracks of 11-minute songs. So You're you have a that bloody hard and... man to please, aren't you? <laughs> You're a sod for that. Yes, I am. I'm afraid so, I am. So so let's just let's come full circle then. Unless there's any other tracks you want to discuss. No, I, no. I, you plow on, mate. For, 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 I will say that from Owls into this is a big jump for listeners. Like A, you, a quantum leap. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And like you said, the shock when you listened to this was unbelievable. And I have listened to this. I must have listened to this. I'm well into double figures now. And still at times, it is a bit of a challenge. That being said, we always talk about bands, you know, progressing, and I think clearly they have done something completely left field that no one would have expected, and have gone been to not sounding cliche, but they've been true to themselves and said we're going to make what we want, and this is exactly what they want, and they've put it out. And I think personally, I think when you look back on this album two or three years time you'll probably say this is one of the best albums of 21. But I will caveat that. You do need to invest a lot in this album. And it is not one you can simply put on in the background while making dinner. You need to invest the time to get every single inch of this album. Yeah, I I mean, I back everything you say. I What I love about it is the real broad canvas that they brought to this. There is all sorts of genres and subgenres in it. They have that death metal that they is their bread and butter, but they have got so many more proggy elements. I mean, I can hear stacks of Devon Townsend, who we both love on this. Plenty of Between the Buried and Me, who we also love and, you know, we've talked about recently. Even, like, going as far as Pink Floyd, I hear a load of new metal on this as well. I, I mean, I hear a bit industrial kind of, the industrial I, it, thing, sorry, mate, you've mentioned yeah, no, it. No, no, no. The industrial really does, and I think it's it's more prevalent in the start of the tracks. Yes. On, and and it's funny you say that because I, I at the time I was thinking, is, is this industrial? But no, you're absolutely bang on. And it's, like we said, this is an absolute curveball. And they have added these things in, which just... It adds to a more expansive record, obviously. But sorry, I, I just had to, to mention that. No, no. I mean, I was just listing genres of music. But, <laughs> yeah. And, like, there are more. Like, it is... Even, like, the, the more melodic tracks, they sound, you know, like 90s... I don't want to say grunge, but that kind of ilk of things. So it just is, is wild. It's a wild ride. I've literally... 
for the first time in a long time, been speaking to friends and being like, I have heard the new Rivers album and like shaking them like, you will not believe it. Like, it really? is wild. Yeah, yeah. Like, and what a pleasure to be able to do that. I'll tell you what, I didn't do that about was Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Would you let that fucking like Stephen Dog's life for God's sake of that? Um, you, you mentioned about the, the, the Melanist and Pink Floyd. Now you mention it. Do you remember we covered The Crown? Yes. I can see a certain element of that in here with the industrialness and the yeah, mellow. Yeah. That's just jumped up off the page now as you said that. But look, it's not Iron Maiden, Benny. You'll be pleased to know. So do you want to go first or do you want me to? I would like you to, mate. Yeah, I know. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> Shouldn't have offered then, should you, mate? Yeah. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. And that is because, for me, and this is on a personal judgment, it is nowhere... Sorry, not nowhere near. It is not as good as Owls for me, personally. It is a massive curveball. But that being said, as I mentioned earlier, I think give this a year or two and this will be heralded as one of the sort of, not breakthrough, not masterpiece probably, but a really relevant part of the metal scene in 2021. Yeah, fair mate. I think this album is exactly the right follow up for um, the behemoth that was Where Owls Know My Name. For me, it's exactly what they needed to do. And I doff my cap. You know, I frequently wear a flat cap. I take it <laughs> off to them for their, you know, their bravery, their ingenuity. And I'm giving this a nine out of 10. Oh, you. I could not. I was set, I was sitting on the fence with Nate, but I, I just love the bravery that they've shown with this. And um, yeah, it is a very different album to ours. Owls will still probably be my go-to album if I was going to stick them on, but I just, I love what they've done here and what a wild ride it is. And uh, as I say, hats off to them. Fair play. That was the, the new album, The Work from uh, Rivers of Nihil. So let's jump into the interview and let us speak to the bass himself, Mr. Adam Biggs. And we're joined by Biggs. From Rivers of Nihil, Biggs, as we're now best mates, he asked us to call him that. Um, listen, he he's currently sat in a, a van on tour in Arizona. So, as you can hear, a door slamming. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, then, it's the real thing. It's the real thing out here. No worries. Listen, thanks, first of all, for uh, joining us. It's much appreciated. Are, are you okay? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're hanging in there. <laughs> So, so you're on tour at the moment with uh, it's a pretty killer package, isn't it? It's uh, Black Dahlia oh, yeah. Murder, uh, Carnifix, Undeath, and did I miss after, someone out? After the burial. After the burial, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's the tour going? How is it to be finally back out on the road? You know, it's 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 been amazing. It's been maybe a little too perfect, right? Like it's been it's going uh, really, really super duper well. Uh, everything is awesome. Everything is still here, you know, after all this time, if you can believe it. And it's, uh, it's been really cool. Yeah. 
and, and how have the shows been going themselves? Oh, like fantastic. any 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 technical issues or just like <laughs> being back to normal? Oh uh, yeah, we had we had some technical issues on the very first night. Uh, we we have like we have a few new you know pieces of gear in our rig that were pretty pretty big. Like we had an, it got a new in ear monitoring system and like we're still figuring out the nuts and bolts on that. So they unfortunately Chicago got a little bit of a short end of the stick and it was like really tough. You know, that's our first show back after a year and a half. And it's like we only got to play two songs, really. Uh, so that, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a stinger. But we've since corrected things, and it's going marvelously now. Yeah. And and how long are you getting um, on stage on this um, tour? We've got, yeah, we've gotten generally 30 minutes on stage. Yeah, it's a, it's a short set, uh, but it's... You know, it's. I think it's really well constructed. It's worth your time. It's worth the time of the people who are out there seeing it. I think it's a good. It's. It feels like a good amount of like mixing material. That's like a welcome. Welcome back to shows. This is stuff that you remember us doing, and that's fun. But also like uh, new stuff that you can look forward to more of. You know, which brings me nicely onto my next question. Obviously, the the the, the album, the work, the new album is out tomorrow on the twenty fourth of September. And you've only got 30 minutes so uh, on stage. So I'm wondering, have you been dropping any of the new stuff into the set list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been playing okay. so far. Yeah, we've been playing a, a couple of new songs. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we've listened to the album and we've just done our review on it. So um, would you mind? You don't have to. Obviously, you can keep it a surprise. But if you wouldn't mind telling us which ones you've put in. Uh, we've been, yeah, we've the two uh, main, the fir first release singles, Clean and Focus. On the, okay. on the record yeah that's what we've been been rolling out so far so sorry my setup is 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 kind of a mess right now but impromptu things. no worries but uh uh yeah they yeah we've been playing clean and focus and those have been going really well and they've been getting more fun and we've been connecting more with the material as we've been playing it and you know giving that energy to the audience too and it's been like it's been like I, I can feel a little bit of like tension people like, you know, kind of like being like, wait, what's going on here? And then they eventually kind of the ice breaks and like, then we all get into the, the vibe then. Yeah. That's, we, we were literally just talking about that when we um, did our review. So uh, Venny, you can take a lead in, in, in a minute, but owls was my album of 2018. Um, like we were saying, it was literally, you know, a groundbreaking album and you were in you you pipped uh conjurer to my number one spot and i know they told you guys um no but it is a really great album but there's and venue will probably come on to this but there is definitely a different approach from owls to the work and i think venue will probably lead on to this question now so over to you mate yeah i mean look we've often talked on our show of what a difficult step it must be for bands when you release such a, I mean, not to blow your own trumpet too much, but a master work in, in ours, you know, so well received into, in terms of the genre, it was, you know, head and shoulders above most of its um, peers, but it also presents you a problem in terms of how you follow that. We've talked about other bands like when Behemoth released a Satanist, when Machine Head released a Blackening, like what a tough job it is to follow. Like, do you stick with the formula and try and go with what you've 
did that was successful before or do you do something completely different and change things up and do what you as a band want to do rather than trying to stick with what made you successful before i mean to my ears you've gone in a really new and kind of exciting direction with uh, the work but i'm just interested to hear your take on what that process was like uh yeah it, it's uh it um thank you for sorry about all the dinging it's my the, the, the publicist you're a popular guy. yeah yeah sorry <laughs> I, I don't know how to turn it off either. I, I don't know how technology works. It's, 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 you know, uh, I, I write, I like to write songs. I don't like to touch computers. <laughs> so, um, uh, but like, uh, sorry, you had a really direct question there and now I'm all distracted. The, the owls like, yeah, I, I think owls, I, I love the album, but it's not perfect. I've never seen it as perfect. I've never seen it as, a master work or, or never thought it was this unbeatable thing. I've, I've always, I, I've seen the warts, warts on it the second we put it out, you know, like, and, and that's, and that, you know, that's the, how, how it goes. You know, you're just self-critical, you know, when you're, when you make these things and, and, and I love that everybody loved it, but it's hard for me not to see that. Like, could I have not communicated just slightly better? You know, could we not have, arrange things in a more pleasing fashion could you know could we have wrote better riffs or you know had better motifs like and and i think the work is a lot like of us like getting you know improving the formula but also it's something different and uh it's a different vein of album it's almost like i you know i i i've noticed bands do that kind of thing that you're talking about where they they have this big thing. Everyone loves it, and then they they do this cha- this one eighty change, and then everyone fucking hates it. And, and and like I have always respected that move out of bands when they just For sure. flip it the fuck over in the face of all of their success because they want to do what they want to do. Sometimes there's like different levels of like genuine, you know, expression in that. But I I, I thought albums like that are cool you know like not to point any serious fingers i don't want to get in any fist fights but like like i think i thought a lot about like illidividum satanus by morbid angel like a big comeback record that was like had all these new ideas that everyone hated (laughs) like but they they seemed really really convinced that they that it was that these ideas were good Uh, and like and like and on some level, like they, maybe they were right, and maybe we're stupid. Like, like I, I, who knows? But like, I thought about albums like that a lot while we were making this, and it's like that could very well be us, you know. Uh, but so we wanted, I wanted to make this record more of that kind of like that change, that big grandiose change. Maybe even throw a little like little little bit of these the tropes of that kind of of a record in there like like a new metal kind of song you know like you know the big the big nasty like overblown uh arena choruses of like later later records from bands like i don't know like van halen or something like that i thought that was a cool idea to play with you know the you know the the tropey failures of bands that have outstayed their welcome maybe so 
I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I think I'd speak for both of us to say it's a, it's a really brave step, but I think just through the quality of the songwriting that you've achieved on the work, it completely comes off. Um, Joey, I'm going to change the order of the question just so I think it follows on quite nicely, yeah. but um, the, the, the next question is kind of the musical direction and style. Some of the stuff you, you've mentioned do appear from a much broader canvas than the, the canvas that you had on ours. Um, yeah. Is this kind of a reflection of you as a kind of a band growing over the last few years? Is it a reflection of who you've been touring with and who you, you've kind of learned stuff from? Yeah, is it stuff you've personally been listening to? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's a reflection. It's everything, you know, you know like, I don't see myself as a music or uh, this band and uh, us as people as, uh, you know, a, a musician and a person like that thing being separate. Right. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're going to grow as a person, you, you should also grow as a musician, you know, and, and those, those things like they go hand in hand and like the older I get, the harder it is for me to just shut myself off into the metal bubble you know, and like only appeal to ideas that are cool there, you know, um, because my, you know, genuinely my tastes are so much broader than that now, you know, just as a person. So I want to incorporate things that, you know, make me feel more complete as a musician because it, like Rivers and Nile really is just like, it's a, it's sort of an all or nothing thing for me personally. Like it's, everything I want to do in music is going to go right here. I mean, there's no need for a side project. Side project. Yeah. And has, has the, uh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. You've got WhatsApp messages. You've got people in the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, sorry. So no, you're fine. Um, Sorry, my my, I'm back now. Um, during COVID, then obviously was we've interviewed a few bands um, since it's happened, and a lot of them have said that it was in a way a nice time to sort of put the push the reset button and just not be a hundred miles an hour doing tours here, there, and everywhere. Was that the same for you? And do you think this the break had a big impact on the album, the work? I mean, yeah, it had, I mean, it had to have a big impact on the album. Um, like it, it had a big impact on everything. Like I, like I said, like, you know, music and life really kind of aren't separate anymore for, for me, you know, and, and us really. So when they suddenly tell you music is done, you're, you can't do this anymore. It doesn't really, it's not like really like time for me to be like, Oh, you know, I'm going to sit here and be like, uh, how can I be a better musician in 2000 in question mark? You know, it's making me think like, what are other skills that I'm good at? What are there good things about me as a person that maybe I could squeak out a living in the rest of my life with, because maybe I'll never get to do what I love again, you know? Uh, so it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't helpful. It, it wasn't, it was it hurtful. It was hurtful to all of us. And I think that, you know, the more people admit that, the sooner we'll be able to get over it, you know. And how much of the album was recorded during COVID? Or was it all like of it? 
we, the we, whole we, thing. Right. We we recorded it in the in November of the last year. Like we were watching uh, Joe Biden get elected while we were in the studio. <laughs> like he was the thick anyway. of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's um, and and was there any issues like like sorry I'm trying to think back to last year in terms of social distancing. It was a foggy and all that, time, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like was there any issues there, or were you like one we were, you we were in one room and we wore we wore masks the whole time. We were uh, we were smart, you know. We 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 tested, etc. You know, we did all the all the things, you know, that we could. We stayed very much in our own lanes, you know. It was it was uh, hotel room studio hotel room studio nothing else you know and and then then uh, that's how we made the record <laughs> easy the way we worked it out you know that's you know that was always the plan like we were never gonna we last year we were gonna you know we were gonna take the time on the record but you know it, it so we and we didn't want to you know, push back the studio time. So we just, we just made it, made it happen. Thought it was important. Cool. <laughs> the question I had is the work um, I've read in various places had certain concepts, not maybe not necessarily a concept album, but there's definitely recurring themes, certainly lyrically that come through obviously work being a, a predominant recurring theme that, that goes throughout the album. And maybe it comes back to a bit of what you were saying of what COVID made you realize is this is your livelihood and what it means to work at something you love. And I mean, do, does, does a lot of this kind of, does any of this stem from the reality of being a professional musician in 2021, the effect of streaming different revenue streams, constant touring, all of yeah. that grind. It's, it's all there, man. Like, uh, it, like I kind of, uh, it, it's all like, yeah, it, we were already kind of like, I, the work concept was sort of being developed while, you know, while we were still like hardcore touring, you know, because it was just like it was getting together like the idea that this is our job now and like we have to cope with the idea of that right but then the whole covid thing just redefined it we all got day jobs a lot of us are landscapers now like uh you know and we just had to fight our way through this thing um and, and so it really just like all these themes of like basically selling your back to something so you can make a living it's like this idea of of exchanging your work for the reward of like a peaceful night in your cabin listening to your favorite song on a record player you know that's like the, it's like the meaning of life essentially is what we're kind of getting at and so, i mean it chimes oh sorry mate just a, a brief sorry the briefest of following what i was going to say is it, it chimes with everyone that that concept of work like jerry and i we love doing this but it's very much a hobby for us we have day jobs and we kind of have to go and grind at the millstones you know yeah. and work and we all, we and, all you live, know do we this all kind of stuff lives to, to that extent man all of us do that's the and that's you know i i think you know the the work is such a broad concept you're right that like how could I, you know, I, I could be like, oh, I could think of that idea and be like, yeah, that's too on the nose. 
but it's like also like how could I ignore it, you know, for for my whole life. And so when it's speaking to us now, it's it just felt like the right time to write about this particular thing. And it's not a it's not a something you actually really hear about much in music, really. It is actually a reasonably like untalked about thing, so which makes it you know quite an interesting thing in itself to hear about. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like uh, certainly, especially when bands hit their stride and they become these big, uh, big success stories and what have you. The idea of like good, good, honest work and like you know kind of things like that kind of really go by the wayside in favor of writing about things like excess and fame you know and uh so again i wanted to take that sort of like that concept of the like the later album from a you know like that's probably too overblown and then just put that kind of grounded concept into it you know so so you you were saying you you you're landscaping out to yeah tie things over is that right yeah i mean the way I see that is sort of like you've had a you've, you've had to make a means to an end to survive this, but at the same time, what's come out with the other side is this new album that you're really proud of. So in a way, it's sort of like a bittersweet pill. Is that the way you all feel about it, or are you just really annoyed that you had to I'm, find a day job? No, I mean I've I've always like there's only there was only a very brief moment of time where I wasn't holding a day job. Uh, while being a full member of the band, I, I was also a, I was a cook for like 15 years, it, and and I then once Owls started taking off, I kind I I had left that job to like pursue music full time. I I changed cities, I you know I you know I I, I went through a big relationship change, uh, and and all while Owls was happening, and then and then COVID hit, and then. It's all, it all went, goes out the window there, you know? So it, it, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm losing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's okay. I was just saying, like, um, you know, having to go back to, to, to a day job. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't an unfamiliar feeling, right? Uh, it wasn't an unfamiliar feeling to have to go and, like, you know, earn by the sweat of my brow rather than, you know, just making my living by having people watch me do things I like to do, you know, like, uh, so it's, it was fine and it was really rewarding work and, you know, working that, that normal Monday through Friday, just like out there in the fields. Do I, I do love landscaping. That's another, that's the weird thing. Like I really enjoyed right. the, the job, you know? And the rest you of us watch those fingers, though, man. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very careful. Very careful. I've kept all of them so far. But, uh, yeah, so it it wasn't a drag, and it also honestly left me a lot of time. Like I just to, like you know, get on a, a get on a weed eater, put on my headphones, listen to the demos of the songs, and really think about shit. You know, so it it, pr- it provided a meditative space, if you will. I just want to come back to a comment you you mentioned earlier when we were mentioned talking about owls and how you what you know you weren't when it was released you weren't entirely happy and that might be putting words in your mouth but you know you, you after it you weren't entirely happy 
Do you feel the same way about the work in that regard? Or do you think time will tell? Um, I think I, I've i gone, like, I've been listening to the, the to the work for, like, in my, in various stages for, like, two years now, you know? Uh, so I, my, my affection for it is, is back and forth, right? I've gone through every emotion I think you possibly can with this thing. Well, not yet, because we still have to tour for it. It's got to grow on me in that way, you know? And then I think in that process, the, 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 the next steps reveal themselves, you know, we'll, it, we'll know what to do once we exhaust our emotional constraints with this thing but i and i I, i'm not like nothing's ever perfect right there's 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 always there's things about the record that i wish i would have done better i i there's you know i could get down really specific about the base work on the record you know i wish there it doesn't there's parts of it that don't feel like me necessarily you know And, and and it is what it is and it serves the song really well and i you know Part of me says like that's that's just say la vie that's what it is. But th- now I'll I'll go back on the next one and I'll think it, about that and then maybe I'll address that problem and we'll get a blend of something more akin to like maybe the the complex stuff on monarchy and the more straightforward stuff on the work. Who, who's to say that you know that that's just how that process kind of runs. I again I don't want to be blowing smoke up your ass, but going back to what Venny said earlier. Like, I think you're being very modest and this is probably you from being a musician and being very critical of yourself, but owls and not just amongst myself and Benny, but a lot, a lot of group of our friends have, you know, absolutely love the arse off of owls. And that, this is more of a statement to, to, to say to you, but I think probably the difference is you're going granular, checking out your baselines, things like this. But I was only listening to owls today and, I haven't listened to it for a while and I was thinking, geez, this album is just so good. And it's more of a statement to you to say like you, that album is really great. And what you've done on this album, the work, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's going to translate to live because Me too. I mean, we, what was the song? Um, the, the second track of black, Dream black, black clockwork. We we were talking about the outro of that song. Who who came up with that idea? Uh, I think well that that song actually was a product. On like I wrote a lot of the riffs for that song. Like I and like the that initial riff that dan and dan and dan and dan it was just like I brought that into Brody the one day and we just sat at the computer and kind of just we just went nuts and we just like we're just like I don't know we just got all silly and we were just like yo like we're we're this heavy, nasty riff, and then next we're in a fucking diner, dude, and it's a smoky <laughs> bar room, and then and then flash, you're back out on the street, man, and then it's like it, like it's, <laughs> and then it and then it gets worse and worse, and like you're everything's getting more and more twisted, and it's just that angular, and it gets worse and worse and worse, and then the the, the release comes from 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 like the finger snapping of the next track coming in, and it's just like that kind of blissful sleepy moment <laughs> it's such a juxtaposition between the start of wait to the end because we we were literally chatting before and that is one of the most dissonant sounds i've ever heard on a record yeah it's, like, i mean it's it's essentially it's supposed to be 
It's an it's an anxiety. It's an audio anxiety attack. Is what we <laughs> well, try, we're you, trying you to You absolutely nailed it. One hundred percent. I mean, because I mean that, that song is is just about existential pain and 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 uh, you know the reason you get up in the morning to just really down at the down to the core of yourself. Why do you keep doing this? Maybe it's like this little voice in the back of your head that tells you you're gonna make all your dreams come true today, and you should just hang on one more one more little second, and you'll get it. You'll 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 hit the jackpot today. You know that feeling that the, the reality is often very harsh and cold. You know. Well, as I said, you nailed that anxiety piece. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adam, sorry. What I was saying is um, a clear progression on this album is the uh, change in the vocal styles, much greater emphasis on clean singing, which for me, it, is, it worked really well. And um, what, what I guess the question was, um, was whether you th- think any of the slightly more melodic proggier tracks like Wait or even uh, Maybe One Day or ever get a live airing? I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I think sky's the limit. And, like, we've, we kind of put ourselves up to the challenge of playing whole albums live with uh, this, with Owls. And I think all of us are kind of, kind of dancing around the idea of what it would be like to play the work uh, in its entirety as well. So, I mean, we wouldn't... Uh, we wouldn't leave leave off anything like wait or maybe one day. <laughs> cool, cool. I, and just a, a desperate plea: if, if you're ever coming to the UK, make sure the void, which no sound escapes, makes it into the set list. Is an absolute <laughs> monster of a track. Well, that was a, a proper insight of life on the road for a rock and roll band. Uh, like as we said, that he was recording in a van which was traveling through rural Arizona, probably being chased by rattlesnakes and God knows what else. But we're, we're truly grateful. Um, we're, we're sad we couldn't say goodbye because we're having a really nice time and we, we do appreciate uh, Bigsy taking the time out to uh, chat to us. So we hope you enjoyed the interview. We hope you enjoyed the album, which Benny has given it a glowing review, as did I, but Benny's blown this one out of the water. Higher Than I Maiden, his favourite band of all time. So for now, we <laughs> it's going to be a mushroom head start, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> a reference point. <laughs> for now, for now, we will love you and leave you. We hope you enjoy the show, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Heavy Matters podcast.